Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, yo, it's Wednesday, it's Rap Names Day, we back in the building, back in the fucking building, man, it's, you know, it's something special, it's something special this time, you know what I'm saying, around this time last year, man, you know, we had something and, you know, certain dude came back outside again, you know, and we and we have the man himself here who was responsible for a good portion of this masterpiece in the building, you know, we talking about my man Cartoon Beast, man, what's going on, good brother? Hey, what's up, man, how y'all doing? We chilling, we chilling, man. Zerv is in the building. Zerv, what's going on, <laughs> my guy? Hey, you know, it is we in the middle of that heat wave, your brother? <laughs> yeah, crazy I mean, shit. It, you, you know what? Yeah, in that in heat wave, man. Listen, the heat wave make your, you know, your playlist a little different. You know, I know for me, I've been listening to a lot of like Larry June and Dom and Current. I've been listening to a lot of smooth, cool smooth, shit. I don't want to cool. hear no. Yeah, I'm listening to all smooth shit. Nothing aggressive. Yeah, Brandy. I'm, I ain't listening to nothing aggressive. No, no the aggression sun is aggressive right now, enough, man. dog. This shit is enough. Like, what the? I think I think we all in agreement here, right? Like, we listening to. The, yeah, I mean, shit. Jeez, like yeah. you, you see the you see the temperature inside your shit and they say it feels like 102. You like what you know, <laughs> it's 102 then it feel like <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man. Um hello listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. Butcher Box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging, 
It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. But yeah, dog, listen, we, uh, we, we talked to you the last time that this, you know, Course of the Inevitable Part One was out. You got some beats on there, and then you told us like, "Yo, stay tuned. We got some more shit coming. We're cooking up. He's coming back outside." And you know me, I'm listen. I'm a lifetime Lloyd Banks fan, but when you tell me he's gonna drop just again so soon, I gotta see it to believe it, man. You know, Baloo, he'll go back into the. <laughs> you know, he'll be gone for a couple years, but he but he came right back, man. So uh, let's let's start from back then, right? Like what what started to be the reception? overall you know after you after you had those beats out on there and it gets critically acclaimed and everything like what what, what is the response for cartoon beats right after that um the response was good uh overwhelmingly good um on that album i had i was the only producer with three songs on there so i kind of you know uh, led with that um i obviously i had the freddie gibbs um and banks empathy i had falsify mm-hmm. with ransom um, and then I had Sidewalks, which um, drove like a lot of the album and the promotion and stuff. Um, but those um, those was a lot of fan favorites. All three of those was um, was fan favorites. So the reception after that was um, <clears throat> it was good. Obviously, his like core fan base they tapped in with me heavy at that point because we they were like, all right, he got three beats on here. You know, we might be seeing some more of him, mm-hmm. and we hope so. And you know, I just tried to follow through and make sure they did. Yeah. I- so so let me ask right like so you know obviously you know you, you he, the first album comes out or part one comes out i only want to say the first the part part one comes out you know what i mean you you, you you get a little love you know what i mean you know everything's probably you know picking up a little bit you know when we watch goodfellas you know when when when, when henry started to get make that move you know what i mean his mom was no longer waiting in line she you know she was walking around the counter and everything so i gotta ask you know what i mean I, listen no taking nothing away from you how life was for you before you you very well could have been the board and never had to wait in line are you getting <laughs> service a lot faster now when you walk into these establishments that's i mean i gotta know uh yeah i mean after after that album <laughs> it got a little bit easier you know, pulling up to events and we networking go. and not having to, you know, be in alliance with the tickets and stuff. It's, it's always going to be a, a bit of a scramble. It's hectic either way, because even the people that are supposed to be there show up late and then it's crowded and stuff. But it definitely, definitely made it different. Um, and, and, and then so also these days, right, like obviously people see the name Cartoon Beast. They saw it three times on there. And um, so since then, what projects have you worked on? Who have you sent out those beat packs to? Because I see you put those tweets out like, hey, I just sent the beat pack up for this person, sent the beat pack for that person. So what, what what's what's the workload been like since then? Since last year, since the last time um, we talked, what's been going on? It hasn't been crazy with anything like dropping consistently, but um I've been I was sending I was sending out a lot of stuff after that. Um it's hard to even keep up with. Um I was um I think I mentioned I might have mentioned before I was sending uh, to Styles. Yeah. Um, Couple people in Dreamville, a couple people on like the TDE side. Um, <clears throat> uh, this R&B singer Mars, um, that's on her way up right now. She's uh, she's super talented. I already I got a record out with her now, and I'm working on some more. Um, I was still sending to people like R.J. Payne. Um, 
Yeah, like it, it was a it was a decent amount decent amount of people. It was just stuff going out, um, you know. And you know how it is. Sometimes you get a placement and it might not come out for, you know, up to a year. Sometimes even more. So it's just like a lot of waiting and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> really, I was um, by the time course of the inevitable uh, one was done, I was sending. I was still sending the banks heavy because he told me right after that I'm working on the next one. Keep sending. So. Um, I made sure that I was sending to him like religiously, like every day, um, sending sending a couple beats to him every day, every day. So let me ask you, right? You saying you send you you sending you know beats some off every day, right? Never made a beat a day in my life. I like to think that I don't want to be disrespectful, but I was like, oh yeah, I can make a beat. But every time I make a beat, I'm still doing the original beat that everybody did. On the school, you know, on on the classroom <laughs> desktop, whatever the boom grinding, boom, 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 yeah, like all them Jones, right? I'm still making them beats, right? So clearly, I can't do it, right? But I gotta imagine when you're in the process of creating, especially if you, if I'm hearing you correctly, you you sounded like you were creating with the thought that yo, I gotta do more with this particular individual, right? So oh like, yeah, for sure. When you when you're working with a cat like Banks or trying to do stuff for Banks. Is there a certain, do you have like a certain type of beat or certain kind of feel you want to have for a beat? Or do you just go, fuck it, I'm going to just create this fire and hopefully he likes it? I do a little bit of both. I mean, after getting a couple placements with him, um, I kind of realized, you know, what beats he likes, at least for me. If you listen to him, you know what kind of beats he's looking for. Um, so I just asked him, I was like, so you still looking for like the same kind of beats and stuff? He was like, yeah, same vibes. Um, then I just got comfortable. I got in like a zone. I started like, you know, sending. I would get like, he would say, all right, I recorded a disc. I would send um, like another batch when you're nothing. Then uh, send another batch. Be like, yo, I'm working on like these two. So it was, um, it was like a lot of back and forth. But honestly, I just, I knew he was the most responsive and he was working heavily. So realistically, I mean, the majority of my beats that um, I was making were for, for Lloyd Banks. You know, I focused... Um, I focused on like um, this project that, you know, that just came out. I focused on that for a while and that's, I was cooking up pretty much everything with the intention of having it um, end up getting placed there and everything that didn't, if he didn't use it, then I just, I fished it out to like, you know, other artists and things like that. Mm. So I, I, my question would be for you, right? Like as a creator, you're in, you're in a space, like, especially being a producer, which you could argue is like the most important part of us you know what i mean like yeah rapper aside you make the right beat i'll listen to anybody over that shit you know what i mean right. um in, in in that sense of i'm sending batches and sometimes you won't get a response or like whatever and you just keep sending them um like what was that process for you learning that like learning not to like take things personal if you don't get a response right away and like what what could you say to like other producers who might do the same thing they might not feel like oh i sent the batch i know this shit is fire why didn't they hit me back? Yeah, honestly, if you know? have the contact, just keep sending. Check every once in a while. Like, um, every once in a while, if it's like a, if it's an email or something, you might want to follow up. Like, yo, it's still the same email, right? Um, like, yeah, I just want to make sure. Just so you make sure that they, that's still the email they're using because these artists, they go through a lot of emails. But keep sending. Like, you might not um, you might not get anything back for a while. Um, it depends on where the artist is, how how much they're listening, what they're working on, what their schedule is. So it's not even always about um, it's not even always about your your beat packs or what you're sending. They don't necessarily mean they even think it's whack. Could be the space that they're in, um, you know, the timing that they create to listen to it. So there's a lot that goes into it. You just got to be patient. You got to keep sending. Now, has anything? Uh, has anything changed with with it being 2022 i know when we first talked we were still like not i'm not trying to act like we not still in this pandemic right yeah but we was like we in it, we, still in in it. Yeah. Shit, but we were in we it was up to the nose in that motherfucker yeah. last time yeah <laughs> is anything different now like um i'm a i'm a is it is it more is it still more just emailing or is it email all right i fuck it let, let's link up and let's see if we can you know make this work um, type thing it is e it's emails, but I actually, I went to a lot of shows. I went to a lot of the Griselda shows. Like I met like Stove God, I put beats in his hand. Um, so I, um, as things started to open up more, um, like if there was like local shows in like the city with artists that either I work with or that I work with the artists that's affiliated with them, I just started going and showing up in person just so they get familiar, so they see you. 
um, that makes it a little bit easier because again, you know, you send in emails, they get a thousand emails a day. Um, it's, you know, you kind of want to make sure you, you can make yourself stand out. And that's not even, and that's, that's the work before even getting them to listen to the beat. You know what I'm saying? So again, a lot of times it's, it's not a, it's not always about like your production and, and um, like how it sounds in like that moment. Sometimes it's just, it's just being able to get their undivided attention to listen. That's the first part of the battle. And at that point, like if you're good, if you're good enough, if you can do that, you'll win the battle because, you know, eventually they're going to hear something that, you know, that they'll want to use or they like. So I would have to imagine the last time when you find out that you're getting three beats on it, it's like, all right, cool. My spots are right here. I got three beats this time around. Not only do you have eight beats, but you start the album and finish it. Yeah. So in that sense, like you're part, obviously you're part of the story, but I think you're, you're like a, you're a huge part of this story in particular, sonically, because when you, when you, when you first put the album on, like, you know, you hear like the background stuff and then the beat comes in it's like, oh, this is one of those albums. It feels like it's summertime. I'm outside listening to music. So when, like, like when you look at that, how much does that validate like your process going into it? Like, man, this is, this is the story I want to tell with my music. And I'm putting this in the hands of an artist hoping that he'll like it. And when he receives that in his eight beats, like, like, what does that feel like? Three, three was amazing. But eight. <laughs> well, what's crazy is honestly, we got, we got a lot more than eight songs. I'll just put it that way. Um, we, we had to leave some stuff. We had to leave some stuff off. Um, like, you know, for like future projects and things like that. But, um, we kind of just both creatively just got in a zone. Like he, he, he works quick. Um, I think like Menace was probably the first one he recorded, and that was after that was that wasn't even that long after um, of course the inevitable one, and then um, that like the uh, like the newer ones. As I was sending, he would uh, he was recording, and um, you know it went like it went pretty quick. It went pretty quick. Like he he's obviously talented. Um, he's a talent, a super talented writer, and he's quick. He doesn't really like sit around and wait. He, I feel like he likes to like record while everything is fresh, and um, you know, we 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 racked up a lot of um, a lot of records, a lot of records. So if I'm, you know, forgive me if I'm overstepping, but if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like Inevitable Three should be solely, you know, it should be damn near Nas <laughs> and Hit Boy type feel, right? Like. I mean, That's I'm just gonna I put it out there, bro. You, it y'all y'all take eight, what y'all want to take from that, but I'm just saying, sound like we should <laughs> have a mean, Nas and Hit Boys for number three. Jerry, I mean, listen, that one year that the Celtics won like 20, 14 games or 24 games, the next year they won 66, they won the day. I mean, let's do, hey, bro, let's be the math. I mean, <laughs> you go from three to eight. It seemed like I mean, now you got to go from eight to like 12. And if you're doing 12, that's the project. That's the project. Mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we had, we even uh, we even spoke about it. I mean, we again, we realistically, by the time we even finished the track list for, um, of course, the inevitable two, we had enough for for a whole album, um, and like we kind of just got in the pocket, and he has that much of a connection with my beats to where we uh, we both kind of think that event like that's gonna happen. You know, it's just it's just a, a matter of compiling the records making sure they arrange, you know, in a proper order and then trying to put something out. But obviously that's definitely something I want to do. Um, you know, it's something that he, like he mentioned too, without me even saying. So um, I don't, as far as like, you know, if it's like Course Inevitable 3 or anything like that, I don't know, but it's definitely, I think, it, you know, it's, it's on the radar for, yeah. for a whole project. You know, we worked that, you know, we worked that well and consistently. So I'm it's on the radar. I'm sitting there trying to picture Lloyd Banks cartoon beats another Halloween habit for me personally. Like that's my, that's one of those <laughs> series for me. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to him. Um, So even in that regard, right. When we talk about you just working with Banks, when you see somebody like Nas who can get a beat from anybody walking this earth, right. When you see him lock in with hit boy specifically, like what does that do to you? Like mentally you see it and you like, mm, I get it. I, I understand like why, like they caught a, you know what I mean? Because I don't think that's yeah. easy for like a rapper and a producer to catch a vibe so crazy that all and they do is work with each other. Not that yeah. consistently. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like that's when like we recorded. Um, he recorded most of that like right away. Like there was two beats I sent almost back to back. He wrote 
and recorded to both of them. But also, what you got to remember is like artists, they record a lot of songs and they they compile like maybe 30, even 40, and then they deduct. Like I had like almost every single thing that um, he recorded to mine was it. That was on the list. It wasn't really getting, you know, left off. And if it wasn't on that project, it'll be on the next. So, you know, he that means he was really, um, the material that you know, he was writing to it wasn't like, you know, like, ah, oh, let's just, you know, this ain't really that like important. Cause you know, artists, they have thousands and thousands of songs that they, you know, been sitting on for years. Everything on Course of the Inevitable do, obviously it was it was new. It wasn't stuff from like, you know, 2019, 2018, cause you know, I wasn't sending them stuff then. It was all new. So the fact, I mean, I think that speaks volumes in itself that I was able to get like that many tracks in such a short amount of time and then have them make the project and not only make the project, have to drive the project. Like you said, the start, the close with a couple in the middle. So it was definitely, it was a good feeling, definitely. So, I mean, from again, I'm, I'm from our first conversation, you know, first and foremost, I want to definitely shout you out because you kept your word. You told us you wasn't going big time, niggas. You told us that. We, yep. look, we <laughs> saw this shit happening. I'll give Mari all the credit. Mari saw this blow up happening, which is why we put not, not necessarily the pressure, but we wanted to at least put it out there on wax. Like, yo, <laughs> hey. Don't forget, niggas, you know what I mean? <laughs> Swing the block, come back around, right? Like, what's that shit like when you, from our first conversation, I know that you you were a fan of Banks, obviously, before, you know what I mean? Um, what's it like? Because I can't even imagine what it would be like for me if I was in a space, a creative space, where I could, when I found my lane or found a lane that was noticed by someone that I I'm not gonna say grew up on, but like I respected. I, I, you know, what I mean, I could say, yo, I would love to work with that person. What's it like? Not necessarily the first time around, right? Because the first time around, I gotta imagine it's like, oh shit, like you know what I mean? Like, hey, I got a little love, but then when it yeah, comes yeah, back yeah. around that second time, it's just like, hold up, and like, is the feeling like, damn, I'm nice? Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, because especially with an artist of that tier that's that selective with who he has like produces stuff, who he works with. I mean, I, like, as you can tell, who he even speaks to, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal, especially because I did, like, you know, I did grow up on, like, his music and, like, these albums, even if I wasn't a part of him as a producer, I would have been listening just as avidly because I always listened, you know, to his music and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, while I'm, like, while I'm in it and working and stuff like that, it's just work. But, you know, even now, I'm still processing, like, you know, everything. Like, that's crazy. I just, um, we just put eight amazing songs out on an amazing project that people are already saying is some of his best work in a, in a classic. And it hasn't even really settled in yet, but um, that's what we got right now. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. I've heard every single Lloyd Banks project, every single one of them, mixtapes, albums, all that shit, right? Man, it's one of them. This one of them that made me really go back and listen to like Hunger for More, which is an album that I love to death. Like I went back and I listened to that and I listened to Rotten Apple and all the rest of the shit. And I was just like, shit. Like he's getting, he's getting better. And the last time we spoke about that, right? Like when you make the music that this, you know, artists of his caliber write something crazy to you feel like, yeah, like it's a, you know, it's a connection there. So you run down the first four songs, right? It's all you impact the intro to the album is you no reward, right? Great follow up to that. The next two songs are Griselda features. You got minutes featuring Conway, which was the first song that we heard like in this entirety off of the, off of the project. But then you got this living proof song. I'm going to tell you something about this living proof song. And I want you to take me back to just kind of your creative process during the making of this specific beat, right? I got friends from different group chats and different areas of life texting me saying, yo, you heard that Banks and Benny? And every time I'm like, bro, listen, like, I, I, I know the connect. I know the nigga that gave him that. I know, I know the nigga that's responsible for that, bro. Like, <laughs> what was going on? Like, that beat specifically, because you, you, you talked about it last time, you name your beats because you want to have a frame of reference. Like, look, this is the mindset that I'm in. The what? What was that like? We got to talk about that. Um, that beat was, um, it was, I don't even know how to explain it, but um, 
That was that was easily one of my favorites. It was one of his favorites. And just like his reaction when I sent it, he was just like, yo, this is like crazy. Like crazy, crazy. Um <clears throat> like I named the beat Unmatched. Um that was just kind of like the vibe it gave me, but like like the lyrics that he has now is crazy. They still kind of fit like that vibe. Like the and I, I always I tell other producers too, try to do the best you can and be specific about what you name your beats. The crazy thing is menace. Guess what that beat was named? It was named Menace, and that's what he turned the song into and put comedy on it. And that happens sometimes, you know, like the beat itself, like um the audio is gonna kind of give them what like you know what they what they would use to uh, to start writing but sometimes the name will do the same thing you know um but yeah back to back to live and prove that was just one of my um that was that was definitely one of my favorites from there and i don't know i'm sure like i, I don't know if you I, I would probably end up asking like after but i'm sure y'all notice a bit of a change in the kind of production too um whereas to uh course of the inevitable one was like a little bit more dark um yeah yeah and grimy while i still had some of that on um course of the inevitable two i took it up a little bit and i also raised the tempo of the beats a little bit like i think menace might be the slowest one on there um so i i, I changed up the vibes a little bit and um and he worked it, it just it worked perfectly with what he i guess he had in mind to write um so i mean like to even think that like i like me sending like those kind of beats and changing like the tempo and like the vibe and making them like a little bit like more upbeat or conscious like that's almost like a, a writing process in itself of the album because you're giving him like that canvas to say like like now now your lyrics can match this which is going to change like the mood of the beat so you, you said that like so if i'm hearing y'all correctly when you you know you make a beat you know you have a mood or whatever the case may be like it's it's, it's real for you right being that you are a father right you know what i mean and specifically girl dad right like you know hey listen mari and i've had plenty of conversations bro like i i ain't got no shame in my game dog i this this week's when i listen to lol surprise all crazy and i'll be real that shit rock like that shit rock mm -hmm. dog like, i'll be in my car my daughter be sleeping I'll, I'll be singing that shit is there any like you know what i mean maybe not this particular album but maybe so right like is there any part of fatherhood that that impacted a beat or something of that nature if, if it's on this album yeah if and if not if it's if it's a pack that you sent to someone else that you can't talk about yet cool but like does being the dad the whole family aspect does that ever across come across in the beats at all to you I, I think it definitely does um like the creative like mood whether it be like um um it's hard to explain because i'm i'm literally like even right now my mind is like creating like you know a sound based off of you know like what you're describing but um you know like just like that feeling to want to do great because of like because of you having to you know to help your family and things like that like a like a motivational vibe or, like those those are moods that you can create in um in in like in beats and stuff unmatched is is a beat like that that beat is like a um you know like i see a lot of people talking about like um like that's like something you play like in a gym or or something like that you know to get you like uh motivated and amped up but um, all of those things play. Uh, you kind of you 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 utilize your emotions to make um, to make uh, beats and music. And if you have like emotions about anything, it can you know it help it can help drive what you're trying to make. Yeah, that's a that's a great answer because even when you listen to like producers, the Timberlands, the Swiss, the whoever, their their production style usually matches kind of like their style off the court, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like you look at them and you and you people and you like yeah, that's kind of. That makes sense. Um, and, and and to go back to your point about part one, those beats sounded like Gotham, like the Batman right. movie is on. Like you, this is yep. you know this is what it is. This right here, like you said, it's a little more upbeat. Um, so when you when you get into this kind of space right here, do you start to attract new like listeners and rappers who listen to this now and they like oh, 
You know, because I know homies who rap and they listen to beats and they're like, yeah, I need to rap over something like that because I need to elevate my, you know, whatever. So, like, do you do you see that? Like, whether it's an influx or whether it's like one or two people just like, oh, wait, that right there is what I need. That's like, his whole his whole fan base noticed because they they was like before it even came out, they're like, you know, they were so like anxious. Like, is it similar to Cody uh, one? Is it all dark? Is it slow? Is it upbeat? And I'm like, you know, y'all just gonna have to wait and y'all will see. But like I said, I knew um, with some of the stuff I was sending him, I like I I knew I knew what I was sending him. And um, you know, when certain things started to hit, I like you know was like, okay, all right, so now I can you know I could go out a little bit out of the box and maybe send this kind and see what he'll do with that. Um, <clears throat> and it, it, like I said, it worked out. It fit like his writing um, process. And the crazy thing is like, I listened to um, I listened to those beats like by themselves, obviously, as they were created. And um, like the, just hearing like what he did on each of them and like the lyrics and stuff like that, that he laid is like, it, it just, it took him like to like another level. And like as a creator, um, it's just crazy to see somebody else kind of add like their creation like lyrically and then give such vivid, like vivid, like imagery to uh, a picture that you essentially already created yourself. It's pretty crazy. So, as a producer, when you're creating the beats, obviously you're 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 creating it with banks in mind, right? So you have a style, like 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 you've already covered, but more so when you send the beat off to him or her, whoever it may be, are you in the loop? when you when people are going to be featured on it or is it kind of like you sent it off and then whenever i guess you get it back to know what the finished product looks like you know i mean you push the play and then oh shit conway's on the shit or oh shit benny's on it yeah i didn't find out about the features right away um but um like i i was uh i was lucky enough to be in contact with the engineer that was uh, mixing and shout out to the legendary Pat Viala because his his credential list is crazy. Um, and the crazy thing is um, he started work, he reached out to me. He was working on Banks' album and I think Banks might have recorded a couple of songs and he started mixing and um, he, he found me on like Instagram because I, I normally put like my handle in like the files and all that stuff in my name. And he was just like, yo, I just had to reach out unless you know that like bank sounds like amazing on your beats like it sounds like we did when he first started and <clears throat> i didn't know that much about like pat and who he was and then i just went and put his name in on like google and looked him up and i was just like wow that's crazy that he reached out to me to tell me like he's he's heard he's mixed for some of the biggest and best producers in the world and of all time and he reached out to me to tell me that he's a fan and he likes my beats so that was a good feeling but um yeah so, he kept me in Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say he kept me like when um, there wasn't going to be like a feature added or anything like that. He kept me in the loop and was like, um, I think we're going to put this person on it or I got the vocals in from this person. So he kept me like in the loop of things. So if I'm hearing you correctly, um, it sounds like yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> yeah, price is definitely, definitely going to change after this one. They have to. They have to. Eight joints on here. I mean, yes, like it, one thousand percent. It does. Um, but 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 you spoke on something that was real important. You know, you said that he hit you up and told you that Bank sounds incredible over your beats, right? You like you you produce all the time. You're creating all the time, and I know <laughs> in your head you got different beats for different moods. Um, how do you separate? like one mold from the next right like you know how you go out and you smell colognes and you got to smell the what is the, the the coffee shit or whatever like to, to cleanse your how do you like cleanse your palate before you go into the next uh project or the next beat or whatever like what, what's if, that process like if i have to create for like somebody like different or something yeah or? yeah somebody different like how do you how do you go through that process of like okay cool i'm not in this mindset anymore I gotta it's actually it's super quick it's gonna sound crazy but i'll hop on like apple music and if um and I'll just kind of I literally just skim through um some of their most recent music um just to remember what their like their vocals sound like um like what see if there's a pattern in like a tempo or the beat they like to use or a particular vibe and I just and um I do that and I, I make my own I, I try not to listen too heavily to not be overly influenced 
by the stuff they overly have. So I make sure I can still add my own creative twist to it. That's pretty much it. That's good shit because like it's it's a it's a little part of that where you like you'll hear a producer like uh when, when like Lex Luger had his run, right? People was like, oh shit, he produced that. Like it was something like so left field that it was like, oh yeah. shit, he can do more, you know. And I, I I hate when like producers get put in that that box. Yeah, and so, I feel like, like that's I know that's definitely gonna I'm that's on the way for me for sure. Because again, people like I, I tell people all the time and they look at me like I'm crazy. Like I'm not like I didn't start out as a boom bat producer. Around remember when we did our last podcast, I had only been making like those really gritty, grimy beats for a few months at that time. I just focused on that because that was where I found a lane where I could send it to people. Um, you know, there's a lot of other producers that they kind of specialize like in one thing, but I like to try to um I like to try to be creative enough to like to make all kinds. So I, like for me right now, outside of getting more placements, I'm most excited about letting um people hear um like my production with artists that they probably wouldn't expect like you know, like a future or somebody like on like trap stuff. Cause I feel like, you know, it's really just going to um, take them by surprise because they, you know, they kind of start to associate a sound with you because they have to, that's all that's out there that they know of that you're making. So that like, for me, that's probably the most exciting thing is to really show like my, um, my level of like diversity when it comes to production. Is there a, um, you mentioned future, um, uh is there like a top five or a top three that you have of people that you're like yo all right bet i I gotta get one or two off this list these are my these are the next people i'm targeting i have to work with you know such and such oh definitely um one would have to be drake another one would have to be Nas. Nas is especially like especially now because i'm like in this mode like Nas is is definitely up there um J. Cole is another one. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to I wanna work with a lot, like, um, Lamore, I guess, how you say, like, the mainstream, bigger artists, like, people like um, like Rust, um, just because of, um, like, their sound and, like, um, and, and, you know, what they bring to the table. I would just, I would love, I would love to hear what that sounds like over, you know, some of my production. In, 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 I'm so glad you said that, right, because I was just about to ask you, does being a producer not like not ruin the listen like listening process of like other music other rappers but like when you're listening to other rappers who you like and you like oh man like he'll sound good over this so like i need to you know what i mean like like does it go there or like can you separate and just like i'm gonna just enjoy this project instead of thinking about how i could have did it this way or yeah you know what I, I'm I, yeah I, I separate when i'm listening i just make sure i listen if i listen <clears throat> like with my creative mind I'm not even gonna listen to the lyrics. I'm gonna be like dissecting like the beat and things like that. Um, so I, I try to like, I shut that off when I listen to music and I just, you know, I just try to enjoy it. I know that shit can be tough, man. Cause I know a lot of times people, especially producers, you listening to something, you hear a part in a song, you like, mm, I would have did this. Like Martin and uh, Bad Boys, like I would have dunked it on your ass. Like you listen yeah. to that, you like, <laughs> I would have I would have did this, but I mean shit, man. Like you, so, so again, like we go back, like I said, you got, couple couple beats here and there but then you got at the end you got you know trapped man this is one on my oh no on my way through hell is the last song on the joint but then right before that you got traffic traffic is one of the highlight songs from the Traffic's joint one of my that's, that's in my top i have a top three beats what's the top three what's the top three um uh, my first is socialized okay um my second um is probably on my way through hell okay and then three would be traffic. Traffic and is then, serious. Um, after that, it's probably no rewards. And then living proof. And it's so hard to say that because yeah. those are, <laughs> like he literally picked like my like my favorite like my favorite beats. So it's, it sounds even crazy putting like a yeah. beat like living proof at like number five. But yeah, um, that's traffic just, is a that's a super like New York, yeah, um, old school mixed with like kind of the mid mark and then the new school like you got banks who's been around since early 2000s you got vado who's been on the scene he's been around you know and then you got east who's like the new new york scene and stuff like that so to get that to get like that unit right there uh what were they what were they uh it was the 
the the council the council yeah, yeah the council yeah that's what they you know you got the council on the beat bro like that shit matters like yeah that's a real it's a real moment right there dog this is a <laughs> it's just an ill track list like i'm sitting over here looking at the track list and it's like i know you probably look at this every day dog you have to like now nah, i got eight joints on there like not even on some poking my chest out shit but just like nah my name is up there eight times dog this is yeah so i mean it's <laughs> like it's uh, essentially it's, it's as much my album as it is his with like that much of my contribution you know that's over half so it's it's just crazy and and then like the crazy thing is the reviews like you can um you can have like one song on an album that gets good reviews and you know and you kind of just lean towards hoping that they the reviews go to that song but the collective um reviews for the album are like great right now and it's just like like i'm a large part of that you know it's not just one song it's not just two songs it's not even just three songs it's it's eight so like as a collective you know like it's it's just crazy that um you know that it, that it worked out that way so i've heard uh i've heard wayne say this on numerous uh occasions and when he's been interviewed about how like all he does is listen to his own shit, right? Like he don't even know what the fuck going on out here because like all he does is play his shit. I feel like that's a special vein of an individual, and that's no shot at him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that's a special something. There, I can't even figure out the word I'm trying to say. But my question for you more so is: All right, you just like we said, you went from three, now you hit the eight piece, right? You gotta have this shit in rotation for like. Like, like you got to at least have like a week or two grace period. Like, if 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 the, if the significant other, if the homies and whoever's in the will or in the crib, and they like like yo dog, I'm trying to hear something. Like, I, I for, follow me from one second. I'm thinking about back when I was a kid, and my man knows I, how I don't fuck with Scotty Pippen like that. Like, I one of the greatest <laughs> ever do it. I just don't fuck with Scotty Pippen like that, dog. Like, it's no shot at homie, just not my cup of tea, right? So whenever I would come to his crib, he would literally, he had Scottie Pippen's retirement ceremony on DVR. The nigga would hit play and walk upstairs and be like, y'all about to get dressed and take the remote with him, right? So now I'm stuck. You got to have some sort of like week or two, maybe a month grace period, right? Where like niggas don't even need to ask you like to put something on. It's just like, yo, y'all about to hear this. Yeah, like, I, I don't even right. care. Right. I mean... And then people got to remember, too, even as a producer, you're still a fan of music. So after the product is done, you listen as a fan. You know, you still listen. Just I listen the same way, you know, you guys do. Um, you know, I've listened to the I've, at this point, I've still listened to those beats more than I've listened to the songs. But then you have to kind of get it to even out like after. Um, like, I, because again, I created, obviously I created the beats, but like once you listen to like the collective as a whole, I listen to it just like I would, you know, like, let's say a, like the, uh, a super good like Drake album or something like that came out. And you know how people, they kind of keep it on repeat for like a couple of days. Um, you know, I do the same thing with the stuff that I produce because um, I try to listen and hear it as like everybody else hears it, you know? So uh, that's the perspective I take, but absolutely. Absolutely. I always wonder too, um, because most of the creators I know are like, like they're never satisfied with their work, right? They're, they're perfectionists to the point where some of them won't even put some of the shit out. Like, at what point did it get like for you, just producing overall, where it was like, look, I'm gonna put this out because I'm sure you've heard beats sometimes, and after you sent it out, you like, I should have did this on it, or maybe I should have did yeah, that. Yeah. But like, what? What point did you know, or, or or what was that mark where you was like, look, this is what it is. I'm putting this out. I'm confident that, you know, this is this is what I meant. To I was give you. honestly that was early when I first started because I just kind of realized that, um, you know, like once you put it out, you put it out, but you you have the ability to create more. So if that's not up to par with how you would like after you put it out, you now have the ability to know that, know what you did right, what you did wrong, and then create something else after that. So, um, yeah. you know, it was, that was, it was a quick turnaround for me. Yeah. So, and so I would imagine that like starting off that way and applying that is the reason why now it feels like you're and, and not even like work ethic wise, but like you're coasting in your creation because it's like, I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. 
I know that's what I'm doing great. and I'm being validated by like the the great rappers who, you know, I'm, I'm being intentional with this. Yeah, I want you to use this. So that's crazy to hear how rappers pick their beats. And like you said, you got 50 songs to choose from, 60 songs, and you put it down to, you know, 14. And then you get eight like that's it. I well, still can't. In his most recent interview, he, I mean, he said like I, I write a verse a day. Like so, he's listening. He's yeah, doing bro. something. He's Jervy. writing a verse every day. Jervy yeah. talked about the freestyle era, going up to the radio and stuff like that. And he said the legendary G in the freestyle. When you hear him, and he's kind of like a little stumbling or whatever he said because he wrote that on the way there. Because in his mind, the <clears> twenty <throat> people in my neighborhood that heard it, these is old raps. But the right. rest of the world haven't even heard it yet. But I still got to write something new because the people in my hood already heard this. I right. can't disappoint them. I got to go back and, you know, whatever. So you have to imagine when you send him a beat pack, he's picking these beats with those same people in mind saying, I have to impress these people. So to know that you're a part of the process overall, like the legacy, these albums, and then like him being proud of the work that you sent him, it's got to be like a, like I say, it got to be one of those feelings. You're a humble guy. You don't really do too. I know you, you, you know, you real, you like, yeah, man. Super but I know, humble. but I know there'd be those moments where you'd be like, nigga, like, yeah, I know it'd be those moments, but I know it. Yo, you yeah, super I humble, mean, bro, because I, I might have popped up the day with the fucking, uh, with the ghost face robe and chain on it, and like, what's up? Honestly, like I said, I mean, um, to me, I always have my next goal and next thing in mind. Uh, I try to definitely make sure. I um, you know, I celebrate the moments because you should. Yeah. And with music, it's so unpredictable. You don't know if you'll get it again. Um, but I always have. Uh, it's, I have like I have a, a ladder, you know. So I always know like my next step and where I want to get. So to me, every step or, or milestone that I reach is great, and I do celebrate it. But I know that you know there's something after there um, that I want to do, and that's that kind of that keeps you hungry while creating. I feel like once you start to to lose that. You know, you kind of it takes away a little bit from you wanting to go in there and create. And when I say create like hungrily, I mean, like be like, yo, I, I'm going in here with the intention of making this one of my best beats, not walking and saying I just need to make a beat because there's a difference even as a producer. Sometimes you can you might kind of throw something together a little bit because you just want to feel like you made a beat. And then other times you're creating, you're like you just at least me it's just like this needs to be one of my like top five. And that's my house, kind of how I like to create beats. I like to keep replacing, I make my own top five, top 10 of my beats, and I like to keep creating and replacing those. Mm, that's a good system, <laughs> competing against yourself. Like I got a right. whole, you know what I'm saying? Um, And so I, I do want to ask you this, like before we, before we like, you know, let you get back to being, you know what I'm saying? Number one in line and shit, you get to the deli and all that. And it's like, nah, come up here. You know what I mean? Whatever, I know you probably got shit on the way, but um, like, from part one to part two, how have you seen just like Banks is, you know, if you've seen like the content mature or like his growth in, in, in any aspect, like what what have you noticed between like the beats you sent them then, the beats you sent them now and just projects overall? Um, There was a big, I um, honestly, part one was content heavy. I think some of it went over people's heads, maybe because of the, like the beat selection is important. Like he was, even on some of the darker beats and stuff, he was saying a lot of stuff. Um, but um, like the overall mood of um, of like it, like the um, the album for part two started like to elevate and and um, I like I love like the introspective music like that I like I'm a, I'm a big fan of like that kind of music and um, just as a producer as a fan it makes me happy to be a part of that where people are already quoting like lines that they're saying that they live to or they they live for, they relate to, to be part of that is um is special. You know, it's not like not that's not to take anything away from like the party songs where they're not really saying anything, but it is special to know that people are listening to like your music and it's helping them to get through, you know, difficult moments, situations and, and times like that, that, that it resonates with them. Um, and, you know, that's a good feeling because, you know, we've all listened to music that has done that for us. So my last question for you, um, taking Banks project out, uh, it's been a lot of dope shit that's come out in 2022. There's no right or wrong answer. And um, I, we promise not to judge, but you know, outside of Banks's project, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't, I'm gonna say outside of projects where any projects that you've had a beat on, 
because I don't want any bias with this, right? Is there a project that that dropped this year, 2022? I'll even give you December because I know that's how the awards do it. They give you that December range also. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that dropped that you was just like, damn, okay, like, yeah, he, he or she um, has something. They, they, they got something to say. It was a couple. Um, my Pusha T's, Ransom, um, Ransom's project was um that was on that was on repeat in a while that for me that was like gym music too and that was like something that i could like play straight through again because I, I like introspective um music um i have to look at my phone because i'm also i try to be um i'm not as much as i used to be but I, I try to be on top of like the music and the new stuff that's coming out especially in the lane that i'm working in at that time um so I'm sure if I like picked up my phone, it was just probably some projects that could like jog my memory. But those two, those two, uh, two kind of stand out to me right now. Yeah, that that pushes some serious man. I'm still listening to that, like just you know what I mean. Randomly, I'm doing something, or I'm you know whatever. I'm 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 putting that on. I'm listening to Kendrick Talk Four. Yeah, like Kendrick Tana Talk Four still and rotate like you know whatever dropped earlier this year. It really hasn't left my rotation. This bank shit is gonna be in there. Like niggas already know. Like. Come on now. If you know me, you know, like, this Banks album ain't going nowhere. Before it came out, y'all knew I was going to call it a classic. Like, why y'all playing with me? Like, come on now. You know what to expect from me by now, dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, But listen, dog, listen, I'm I'm happy that you are the man that you said you were to us when you first produced on that first masterpiece. And you said, I ain't going Hollywood on y'all, man. Let me know. Hit me. And guess what? I hit him up. I said, hey, man, we want to talk about the album. He said, let's do it. This guy is great, man. This guy's great. I'm just glad the rest of the world is finally getting a chance to hear it because between part one and part two, there'll be 11 joints from Banks who we haven't, heard, you know, who we don't, we don't hear from that often. So yeah. I want to thank you for inspiring Lloyd Banks to rap more these days, you know, because he heard those beats and said, nah, I got to put something down over that, man. Um, You know, so shit, what you... What do you have working, you know, right now in the process? Like, whoever, if, if you can talk about it, if it's something that they ain't uh, dry on it yet, you know, can I can't. I've, I've been sending to a lot of people. Um, I just tapped in. Should hopefully be getting in the studio with like Styles P soon. Um, we just talked about that. Ooh. I got a whole project with RJ Payne that is going to be Let's crazy. Go. Some Let's of the, like go. the features that he's lining up right now is already crazy. Um, that's probably going to be around um, like October. Okay. Be leather Leatherface Four. That's about that, that season. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That one. That's going to be a special one. Like that's definitely gonna be a special one. Um, again, um, I'm working with uh, this R&B singer Mars. It's um, M A R Z Z. But um, she has like a lot of big, a lot of big um celebrity artists that are like fans of her, and she's gonna come up right now. Um, I got a few songs with her, and again, that's the kind of music. I'm not gonna say I'm more excited to have out, um, but I, I'm definitely looking forward to having that come out, so people realize I'm not just you know. I'm not just a, like a specific kind of producer, mm-hmm. um, but it's a lot going on right now. I'm, you know, I'm sending to a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of more people are going to reach out. I'm going to reach out and, um, you know, just try to get, you know, my hands on or involved in as many projects as I can right now um, while I can and while this is all still, you know, still new. So just take yeah. advantage of, of the spark right now. Yeah, listen, man. Thank you for, for these beats. On here, these eight joints, these eight bombs on this on this fucking album, it's a masterpiece. You know, you asked me. Uh, thank you for joining us again, brother. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, everybody you sent the beat pack to had the same feeling. They're like, nah, I need that. We need to lock in with Cartoon B. And, and you look up and you had you a hit boy run and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, hey man, until until next time, man. You know, it's rap names. Continue to rate, subscribe, review, tell a friend, tell a friend, follow Cartoon Beats. Go listen to that Banks album, unless you don't like bars. And in that case, you know, I don't tell you, you know, uh, until next time, man, we out. <laughs>